نحب الله تعالى الله وعز الله وجل الله تبارك ربنا الأعلى هو الوهاب والمولى تبارك ربنا الأعلى هو الوهاب والمولى it's Nadia with you on the Muslim Community Radio. Thrilled to be back in the Tom FM studio to deliver an all-new, fresh and exciting episode of Keeping Up with Ramadan. Keeping up with Ramadan is hitting the airwaves of 92.1 FM at the moment, streaming live on 2MFM.org and the 2MFM radio app on iOS and Android. It's always a pleasure to have you join me. Today the show will be addressing a very important and timely topic, low-tox living and green cleaning. And it might be the first time that you hear of it, but it is worthy of addressing. In fact, there are concerns about the possible long-term health effects of our everyday exposure to the chemicals and toxins that are lurking in a wide range of household products that we use and, well, even consume. But thankfully, there are strategies that we can implement to help reduce our exposure to these chemicals and support our body to detox and reduce our toxic loads. Joining us to discuss this topic with me is Shema Jabara, low-tox living educator, deterra wellness advocate and platinum leader, supporting women to transform their home, lifestyle and mindset with pure essential oils. She will be sharing a plethora of useful advice and insights for a practical, low-tox and healing lifestyle. You won't want to miss it. Plenty of interesting insights. I'll be back with Shema in just a few moments.
When it comes to achieving good health, most of us know that we should be active, get good sleep and eat well. But little is known about the environmental toxins that we are exposed to every day and the repercussions they have on our health and well-being. Not much thought goes into what toxins are in the face products we use, the candles we light in our homes, the spray we use to clean our kitchen bench or even the pots and pans we use to cook our food in. If someone were to ask you what ingredients are in them, you probably wouldn't have a single clue, let alone the detrimental impacts they might be having on our health over time. Fortunately, there are people today who have dedicated their lives to helping us lower our toxic load and open our eyes to the harsh reality of the toxins that exist in almost every product we use in our homes. That's why today I have invited the very inspirational Shema Jabara, mum of two, ex-high school teacher, low-tox living educator, doTERRA wellness advocate and platinum leader, supporting women to transform their home lifestyle and mindset with pure essential oils. I'm very excited to welcome her with us in our Tuam FM studio. Shema, pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Nadia. I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. Now, anyone who knows you, Shema, knows that you have devoted your life to living a natural and non-toxic or low-tox lifestyle. What was your main inspiration for embracing the low-tox life? What made you decide on that change? But before you do get into that, a lot of people are quite oblivious mm. to what is considered a low-tox lifestyle. Tell us about what that means and, of course, how you started that lifestyle. So low-tox living is about being aware of the products we use on us, what we ingest, so in us and around us as well, and understanding that these things will have an impact on our health. So it could be your beauty products, it could be what you're spraying on your benches, um, what are you eating, what are you cooking your things with, and particularly I think for a lot of women it is those beauty products and the toxic load of those beauty products and the detrimental impact it can have on the health. So tell us about how you came to realize the negative repercussions that the toxins that you are exposed to and how you decided on making that switch and developing into a person who lives a low-tox life. It was quite interesting. It was all by accident. It was not something that I've always been into at Mm, all. mm. I had my second child um, and I was hitting 30 years old. I was lethargic, I had back pain, Mm. knee pain. Um, I felt like a 60-year-old, basically. And I was Mm. like, but I'm only 30. What is going on with my body? This doesn't seem right. And obviously I I was overweight with some baby weight, Mm. um, heaviest I've ever been. Um, And then it was, I think, the biggest change was I was introduced to a product that where you could clean the home with just water only. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute, I can actually clean my windows with this product and it's just water. Water. What? Yeah. And I was very surprised about that. I was I I found results as well. Mm. So it wasn't yeah. just it seemed very strange, um, but I did uh, find that they did work. And the only thing that was missing though is I was used to a nice smelling home when I cleaned it. So we're That's used to right. when we spray spray and wipe, there's a scent coming Absolutely. out of it. And so our brain associates that smell with cleanliness. Really. So while I was cleaning, I don't think I was getting the full satisfaction That's of the right. clean. That's right. Um, and so then I was introduced to essential oils by a cousin of mine, actually. And that's when it all started. My eyes were opened. I was like, what is this? I can essential oils were the big 
um, catalyst in my low tox life uh, because they are so wide ranging. Um, but it did start with that green cleaning first. And I think when you mentioned at the beginning that it all had to do with questioning why you were feeling sluggish, why you don't have the energy that a typical young adult would have. I mean, back in the days, our parents had so much energy and they developed so much energy over the years, but it seems like we are declining and going backwards in terms of our productivity. And it all has to do with the toxins that we are exposed to and the types of ingredients that are in the food that we consume. And I would believe that the food would be one of the biggest factors. And I actually think that in terms of toxic load and ingredients, Mm. I found food changes the hardest and I'm not perfect at it. And I need to be clear that it's not about perfection. It's not called no tox living. It's exactly. Low tox living. It's exactly. about reducing your load. Even if you just choose one thing that you can replace, um, that you can remove from your life, mm-hmm. you've given your your body and your family's body just that extra helping hand. So our bodies are quite. Mashallah, they're very strong and they're capable Mm. of removing toxins. That's the purpose of the liver and other body parts is we can remove them. Mm. But when you're putting that excessive stress on the body, Mm. that's when you start to get those diseases starting to to show up. Absolutely. Um, And there are so many diseases that people are developing in this day and age that weren't existent in previous generations. So, yes, we are living in modern society, which means... It's very difficult to go no tox. It's all about reducing that toxic load. But for a lot of people, including myself, I did not know about this condition, which was celiac disease. Mm -hmm. And it opened my eyes to the reality that back in the days, there were no diseases like that. Things like IBS, they are much more common. Exactly. Infertility issues, hormonal issues, autism, these are on the rise, despite us having obviously advancements Mm. in technology and medicine and there has to be a link between Mm. what is going on whether it's wi-fi whether it is the the toxins these chemicals as well they're very they're untested Mm. the issue really is with the regulation yeah is that they're untested and then we're all using them and we find out 20 years later oh wait a minute bpa is as a carcinogen that's right. After we've been using plastic bottles for 20 plus years. Exactly. And so I think always as well is try to take the safest option and go with glass, for example, Absolutely. in something like that. Absolutely. Even and if, it's yeah. a very easy switch to make. Mm. Unlike with food, it takes a bit of trial and error. It takes a bit of practice. But it's all about embracing that natural way of living. Mm. you know, And just trying to improve every, every step of the way. So exactly. The food thing, like I said, is my challenge for some other people it would be very easy for them. But packaged food, for example, mm. a lot of the times they would have additives and preservatives Absolutely. and colours. And these things do impact particularly, some of them are neurotoxins. Mm. Like MSG mm. has been suggested to be a neurotoxin. Absolutely. So you want to avoid that if you can. Exactly. And I think it's particularly important with children because they are developing their Mm. organs and their functioning so i think if we're introducing things like msg and they're exposed to things like bpa we need to question the effect that it's having on their productivity at school and their, their ability to concentrate in class and a lot of people are questioning yeah why is my child not focusing in class as much as i thought he would well we need to think about 
well, what they are exposed that's to. That's the first time I ever make that link, actually, because I, as you mentioned, I was a high school teacher. I taught mm. business studies and geography for quite some time. Um, and the level of attention span mm. and definitely has decreased over the time from when I first started teaching wow. to when I finally left. Mm. And a lot of times I would just say, oh, it's technology, which makes sense that, you know, absolutely went from YouTube videos to now reels. Which it, plays it plays a yeah. part. It plays a part. But so would, mm. so would um, the foods, absolutely. Exactly. And, and we need to question what we are packing in our kids' lunch mm. boxes. You know, they absolutely, need to yeah. be nutritious enough to mm. give them the concentration they need. For a lot of parents... They opt for the easy way out, mm. which is cereals. And cereals, mm. as we know, it's not something they should be consuming daily mm-hmm. because cereals, they give them the energy and High buzz that they need and then they drop suddenly. Yep, and exactly. that's not effective for a, a, a full class day. environment. Yeah, exactly. And a full day. A full class, day. Yeah. Exactly. You mentioned that you've never really had a keen interest in living a natural, low-tox lifestyle, but were you always mindful of the environment? Were you always cautious of the contributions you make to the environment? in which you live? I think the environment, yes, because I was a geography teacher, so I was very mm. aware of those things. But it's it's really funny because anyone around me goes, mm. I don't get how I've Shama has done a 360, <laughs> how I care so much about what I consume and what I cook with and what I do. I never used to care. I used to make the statements in you know mm. my early 20s of, yeah. oh, if someone would give me a study of this is a carcinogen, mm. so it causes cancer, mm. like, oh, everything causes cancer, just like... Stop being so rigid right. or, yeah. you know, maybe maybe it was causing me some stress and, and it was making me anxious and it was my avoidance strategy. I don't know. Mm. Or maybe it's the concept of when you're in your 20s, you feel infallible, you feel mm. like you've got the energy and it's until you have your own health condition, like with you, your celiac, you didn't That's know anything right. about it. Exactly. That you start to question. Of course, um, of course. Yeah. It's not important until you <laughs> are diagnosed it. or experience <laughs> that condition. Exactly. You know, you think, oh, this person is just complaining for no reason. Mm. But it's not until you go through what you're going through and it doesn't have to be physical condition that you're experiencing Mm. it could be a mental disorder that you are experiencing a lot of stress and depression is associated with a lot of the food that we consume 100% absolutely I think for many people, one of the ways they can be influenced is by hearing the personal success story of another person. Mm. So you mentioned at the beginning you were quite overweight, you didn't have the energy that you wanted, Mm. and so on and so forth. So after embracing that low-tox lifestyle, how did your life change? What transformational impacts did you find? It's so interesting because I think that it started off with my husband went to a dietitian. Mm. He started, he lost 10 kilos. And then I was like, okay, because I had to cook, mm. you know, uh, healthy, nutritious meals for him. And obviously I would eat with him. Mm. And then I signed up to the gym. So mm. I went to the gym and I've been going ever since. And that was like October 2019. Mm. Going to the gym. And then now I go see a naturopath. And now I'm actually working on things for my own uh, personal, like my religious knowledge as well. Mm. And it's like this mind, body, spirit and soul It's a holistic approach. Absolutely. And it Mm. can start with whatever it is. So mine started with green cleaning Mm. and it started with, okay, I'm going to clean in a a less toxic way and I'm going to try and improve the foods that I eat. And I'm going to try and, Mm. you know, eat the colors of the rainbow Mm. and I'm going to continue going to the gym. And and then you just, it just adds on, adds on, adds on. It Mm. took me like six months, little by little. It took me Mm. six months to finally decide to go see an naturopath because I was like, I don't want to go because I know they're going to say, 
I can't have gluten. Oh, I can't have dairy. And yeah. I knew that because I knew they were bugging me. You prepared me. yourself yeah. for what they're about to tell you. And I think take it as you go. Go mm. when you need to. Don't try and rush things. And that's the issue. A lot of people have this expectation that they want to see results overnight. Mm. And then when they don't see results, they become discouraged mm. and they stop what they're doing and they say to themselves, well, it's not working it's for not me. Working. So or I'm it's going too hard. to give up. It's too hard. Or too expensive. Exactly. I know people who want to do low-tox living all in one go. Mm. Um, they want to make all the changes that they can in one go. And I don't recommend that. Mm. That's very overwhelming. And you need to slowly make those changes. So essentially, each change that you made and each little nasty that you eliminated actually improved your quality of life. And you saw those changes. In other ways, yes. Did you find that your mood changed as well? Yeah, definitely. And your relationship with your spouse and your kids. Yeah, I think Because stress is a big factor, I think, for the working mother in Mm. this day and age. Mm. There's a lot that she's holding, a lot of stress, and she finds herself in the position of having outbursts, mm. not having patience. Mm. Do you find that it changed how you dealt with other people? I don't think it, that was low-tox living. I think that was more my essential oils that I was mm. using. The essential oils were the things that I would turn to. And even me saying this, if you told me two years ago that I would put an essential oil in my hands and breathe it in to no. calm myself, mm. I would have laughed. I would have said, what is this hippie thing that Mm. she's talking about as if it works that way until I started to realise that we have a limbic system that controls our mood, it controls our emotions, it controls our memory. So when we smell something, it can improve your mood. That's what affected my mood. The low-tox living part, I would say the energy levels. My energy energy levels levels sustained your energy levels. So much, and that was my biggest issue. I felt very lethargic prior. There are essentially two things that we are focusing on today, which is essential oils Mm -hmm. and low-tox living. Mm. You know, if you combine the two, you're going to see a lot of positive impacts as a result. Now, let's talk about some of the personal care items that we typically use on a daily basis. A lot of the personal care items that we use, they're full of toxins Mm -hmm. that at first glance, they seem to be okay. They seem to be reasonable, but really they end up hurting us in the long run. What kind of discoveries did you find about the toxins in some of the personal care products that we use? Things like shampoo face wash or even toothpaste do a lot of them contain toxic elements that are linked to detrimental health issues yeah and the thing is is there's something called toxic load mm. and the issue is that that toxin alone used once mm. is probably okay mm. it's at a safe level because the 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 chemicals that we're looking at are phthalates parabens sulfates fragrance is a huge one Ooh. fragrance is could be up to you know 3,000 chemicals in that oh and they just have to say fragrance <gasps> Yeah. So they don't have to list. list. That That's is the, the scary issue. part. The issue is, is by that law, they by don't law. have to list all the Absolute. harmful chemicals inside, inside that product. product. So yeah. they just say fragrances and people think, okay, that's what's generating that nice scent. Smell. And that's you might the, think fragrance, oh, it's jasmine or it's oh, that and that. Yeah. But a fragrance could be the sulfates, the phthalates, mm. <laughs> the parabens. Or they might claim that it's natural, mm. but that fragrance has maybe 5% of <laughs> that natural. Exactly. And then you've got pegs, which are made from petroleum. And then you've got TFOA, which is the the chemicals that are found in pots and pans. And I think the biggest issue is that the the law hasn't caught up to people's consciousness. And it Mm. needs we need to be made aware. 
Mm. You, we need to know how to read the labels of what we're That's actually, the issue. Yeah. Playing it smart because they know that people don't understand the terminology that's listed on the back of that product. Mm. They know people are not going to bother researching because it's going to take a lot of time. And even if they did research, they're not going to it's understand. Very, exactly. It's very hard to decipher that information. Yeah. So they have, have you heard smart. of greenwashing? So they would say that it's natural or something like that. Yeah, it appears like it it's appears. a healthy product. Ah. So you see this thing called organic care. Okay. And it's a dishwashing liquid. Mm. Oh, organic care. Okay. And you look at the back. I, I remember my neighbor was like, I'm using this dishwashing liquid. What do, you, what do you think about it? I mm. go, can you just tell me what the ingredients are? That's mm. the first thing I ask. Mm. And she's like, oh, it's got aqua. Okay, water. Yep. It's got um, it, it, cotobiotin, like maybe four mm. chemicals or, or products or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. She gave me an essential oil. So they start like, with the really. Yeah, four. And I okay. was like, and then it said fragrance. And I'm like, Ooh. yeah, well, what's that? I go, well, what's that? You just don't know what that mm, is. That's right. And that's yeah. right. Actually, if I could give a resource to people. For yes, who are, please do. Who are concerned about, I don't know what these chemicals mean. I don't know what's a safe mm, chemical. Mm, um, mm. Like, for example, we've got bicarb is sodium bicarbonate, right? Mm, we mm, know that. Mm. Uh, but if you saw sodium bicarbonate at the back of something, you might think it's an unsafe chemical as well. Mm. So some of them are absolutely fine to use. Mm. The app that I use is Chemical Maze. I think it's five ninety nine, and you literally it's insert the it. ingredient, and it will tell you, you know, if it's mm. safe or not. So any product, let's it's say, not the product; it would be the actual chemical. Oh, okay. okay. I wish it was a product. They are there are apps. I there think. are apps, but yeah. a lot of them are American products. So okay. when you put okay. an Australian thing, it doesn't come up. The exactly. Environmental Working Group has amazing information mm. um, about it as well. Um, I think that's even particularly essential for food products as well. Yes. You'd want to know yes. what you're actually ingesting Absolutely. into your Because then food you, system. I would find things that would say prohibited in foods for infants and wow. it's a biscuit. So it's a biscuit that we eat and it would have caramel for V colour or something. Wow. And that is prohibited in foods for infants. But I would give my kids that biscuit thinking yeah, that it's okay. Exactly. And it's a plain biscuit. It wasn't even something that was chocolate. Or th- it was That's just right. a plain biscuit. But even something very simple can have mm. a hundred ingredients. Because they want flavour enhancing. They want flavour. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Look, people would want to know as well if the benefits of reducing your chemical exposure, I guess, is backed up by research, if mm. these claims are evidence-based. Mm. Because... That's a big thing for people. They want to know if this is backed up by science, if Mm. there is any evidence to suggest the harmful repercussions of these chemicals that we are being exposed to. Yeah. What would you say? The ones that we can hear, that we hear Mm. often, like I'm sure you've heard of parabens and sulfates. Yeah. 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 So the research has caught up with those particular chemicals, Mm. that they Mm. are carcinogenic and potentially carcinogenic. BPA as well is another one. Mm. And the Teflon. As well. Teflon. So in 2015, they changed mm. the chemical composition of the Teflon pans, but we'll just find out the research 20 years later wow. that it's just as bad. Like wow. BPA has now been replaced by titanium something, like there's a, I forgot the name of it, this type of plastic. Mm. We don't know if it's safe yet. Wow. We don't know. So it's best to avoid it. How do you know something is safe if it was just introduced? Like it exactly. hasn't been used. It takes a lengthy period of time to actually conduct the yes. research. Mm. It doesn't happen overnight. So um, my thing is I would always like to personally is to take the, I know this is absolutely safe, I will use the safe product. Mm. Um, I don't use plastic and I won't 
I don't use it. I just don't mm. because there is mm. glass available and there is stainless steel available. So that's what I would use. Absolutely. So to pack my kids' lunch boxes, it's stainless steel. What okay. is in so there? they don't clarify exactly mm. what is in, in there, there. Yes. as a replacement of yeah. BPA. And, and if it is, it's a new type of plastic. Mm. It's a new type that we just don't have the research mm. to, <laughs> to show that exactly. it can be potentially exactly. harmful. So it's wow. like, yeah, take the safe route if you are avoiding BPA. Mm. Um, just don't use plastic. Uh, if you do need to use plastic, avoid it in hot mm. foods. Mm. So if you're finding that, oh, but I, I've got so much plastic, I don't want to throw them away. Mm. Just don't use it for hot food. So don't ever use it in the microwave, even if it says Ooh. microwave safe. What I about uh, the use of cling wrap? Plastic mm. cling wrap, that's another big thing. Mm. Uh, people like to use cling wrap to obviously I heat up their food. Yeah. Uh, I think just the, the way it melts into the food yeah. is enough to tell. <laughs> it just looks like it looks like it's melting. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely yeah, no, not. No. I know that there's cling wraps that are made from like sugar cane. Okay. There are low-tox options of those. Mm. Um, you mm. can do that. But for me... We shouldn't be using microwave either. I, uh, okay. I, I haven't gotten rid of my microwave. So that's that's the thing is that I'm not mm, perfect. That's I take right. things a step at a time. Like only recently did I start to remove my pots and pans and change them. Mm, one at a time. Slowly, a time slowly. Because it's overwhelming. Mm. Financially and mentally. Mm, absolutely. If you want to do it all in one go. But if that's I'm right. going to replace something... I That's always right. replace it with that lower tox option. If my pot and pan, you know, they start to scratch or anything like that, That's I right. won't replace it with another Teflon one, mm. a non-scratch mm. one. I would replace it with ceramic, uh, you cast iron mm. or mm. Uh, stainless steel. In terms of non-stick frying pans, mm. obviously... The name itself is enough to entice people to Absolutely. actually purchase it because yeah. who wants their food sticking? And who uh, wants to on scrub the... and clean and, and yeah, especially exactly. with the fry pan. But there are chemicals that they use to actually. The issue is that when it heats up, it, the fumes. Ah, are, you can okay. actually okay. Uh, ingest the fumes. Yeah. So this is obviously something that you also advocate against, you know, ensuring that people use the appropriate pots and pans yeah. because you're cooking that food for a lengthy period of time. So And every day. Every day. It's every day. That's it's right. one off. That's right. So for instance, and if I go to my parents' home mm. and they've cooked a meal in a Teflon pan, mm. I'd be like, I'm not going to eat this meal because it's in a Teflon pan. I wouldn't no. because it's that one-off thing. Exactly. Okay. It's over time. It's... The number it's of times. Me. Yeah, if yes, I can yes. reduce it from what I'm doing, yeah. I've done a good job for myself and my family. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We mentioned that obviously there's a lot of changes that you've had to make slowly. Mm. In terms of how people responded to this way of living, which is such a big topic for you, yeah. what can you say people's response were? Especially, let's start with your family. How did they respond to this kind of lifestyle that you live? Was there a lot of criticism that you faced or are people generally really inclined to learn more about it? So start off with your family first okay. and then go into you know the friends and, and the community at yeah. large. I think in general, most people are resistant to change mm. in general. No mm. one no one likes change. No one likes to be told that what they've been doing is, is mm. you know potentially harmful. Mm. No one likes that. I used to be one of those people, though. Mm. I used to be one of those people. If anyone gave me that information, I was not ready for that information. Um, mm. And sometimes when you learn something new, mm. you want to shout it to everybody. Like, guys, do you not know that we shouldn't do this or we shouldn't exactly. do that? Um, exactly. I kind of compare it to, I think everyone will resonate with this example, if a family member decides to become very religious mm. in a short amount of time and everyone's just like <gasps> resistant. And I think that person, because they're especially at the beginning, they... 
could be just trying to impose it on everybody else around them as well because That's they right. really believe it yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So I didn't try to do that, but I feel like, yeah, people were just like, what is this? It's mm. just strange. It's mm. just strange. But in terms of... Um, my husband was very supportive. He didn't say anything. Thought, yeah, yeah, great mm. idea. He's so that, part of the reason why you ended yeah. up making and that And if switch. I said, oh, you know what, I, I want to swap this pan or I want to. It's okay. It doesn't I, bother him. Yeah, I don't, mm. yeah. And my pantry is all glass and he's just like, yeah, go for it. This is a, mm. a good idea. There was no resistance in that. Mm. So it made it so much easier for me. Mm. I think if it was a spouse who was resistant, it'd be harder to make those changes. Mm. Mm. But if it's just, you know, close family, but you don't live with them. It doesn't and it's very it's reasonable. Harder. Those changes that you made in terms of switching to glass as opposed to plastic makes mm. sense. Makes sense. Now, yeah. things like that are purely common sense. Go, yeah. But there are some things that people tend to be quite apprehensive of that, you know, shocks them. Mm. You know, you're telling me that this is going to change my life. Mm. And I think part of that has to do with your essential oils. Mm. You know, really, it's going to calm me down. Really, it's going to make me feel energized. <laughs> I think the resistance was more with the essential oils than the low-tox living. That's right. For yeah. sure, That's right. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It was um, yeah, it was more with the essential oils mm. for sure. It wasn't. It, yeah. it wasn't with the low tox living. Especially with things like that, I think with a lot of businesses, people think, oh, they're just trying to sell me something." You yeah. know, it's all oh, about making money for the them. multi-level marketing. Because That's it right. Is a multi-level marketing, absolutely. Or I think the resistance from my family were more. Uh, and not every. I had two sides. Some that were super, super supportive, and some mm. that were like, "You know, like you're a high school teacher." It's. They felt like. You have all these skills. Why would you go do something like uh -huh, that? Uh -huh. It's got a very bad reputation, this multi-level marketing. And I proudly say I am a multi-level marketer. Mm. It is a job. It is something that if you believe in any product, in anything, Absolutely. any cause, whatever it is, mm. um, you want to shout it to the rooftops. Exactly. You want everybody exactly. to you have these You want to advocate it. You know, yeah. If it's working for you yeah. and it's changing your life, you want the same effect for other people. Absolutely. And I think... There is that same concept, you know, when you teach, you're, you're teaching to improve the lives of, of other, other people. people. And the same thing goes for what you're doing and the type of life that you've embraced. Mm. You mentioned to I me just that you're exactly you're still teaching. <laughs> yeah. You're still teaching. Yeah. Um, it's a different form of teaching. Yeah. It's a different approach. It's without the behavior management. That's what it is. <laughs> it, it's to teach. And I love teaching and I love oh, teaching as yeah. well. The only yeah. issue I left was because it was very um, demanding mm. uh, in terms of time. Exactly. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, mm. high school teaching, even primary teaching, demanding. whatever it is, it's yeah. very demanding. It's not a nine to three job. Um, and it was so demanding and I had two young kids. So I have a five and a two year old. Absolutely. I struggled with that. So even that, again, when people, mm. the opposite, it's that the skill set that I did have in the teaching, I can actually use it now exactly. in this position with the flexibility Absolutely. of my business. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very it makes sense. And you enjoy what you're doing. You mentioned that you are passionate about teaching, but there was this part of your life that was disrupted. Yes. And that was, you know, time, you know, yes. time restraint. Time and, and stress of workload. Exactly. Yes. So you can make the switch, you know, enjoy teaching, but of course there is this element of flexibility that you love. Yeah. So do you think now at this time that more and more people are realizing the need to make the switch people's eyes are being opened mm. especially when i know there's a lot of people now advocating mm. against uh, toxic lifestyles mm. so do you think people i think if you're on social media yeah you would know about it i mm. think so mm. if you're on instagram not mm. so much facebook i'm not sure about facebook, facebook but not so much instagram no. i would no. say if you're on instagram you would have heard about mm. low tox mm. living you would have heard about yeah. the switch you would have heard even about essential oils mm. um 
but the everyday person, probably not. Yeah. I think businesses are listening. But for me personally, um, despite what the brand is, if a brand is going to do a low top something and still run their toxic, toxic product, mm. I wouldn't support that brand. Mm. I'd rather Because then you question why they're doing it's, that. It's, purely, it's a marketing yeah. approach or appe- makes sense. trying to appeal. Exactly. It's appealing to a new customer To a base. new market. Yeah. New market. Yeah. But for me, I'll be like, but I'd rather mm. go with the company that's only going to use exactly. that because they believe in it. They that's really right. believe in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. yeah, because that's what you will find. You will find a lot of, um, a lot of greenwashing, but a mm. lot of uh, businesses now listening. And there's actually now... Uh, fragrance-free products, uh, phthalate-free and paraben-free mm. products. So even if they're the elim- eliminating one ingredient, that makes a difference. I think so. Yeah, I especially so. fragrance. You mentioned yeah, it's got fragrance would probably be the, the number one. Yeah, yeah. I, like for for instance, mm. uh, low tox sunscreen. That's a tricky one for me Ooh. personally. Uh, there are low tox sunscreens out there. I use them. Do they actually say low tox sunscreen? No, you or is see- there different terminology that they use? I think they do. Natural sunscreen. Natural sunscreen. Natural sunscreen. Okay. Uh, the some some good brands. But a lot use. of these terms are quite ambiguous. Yes. So you got to read the back. Yeah. You got to turn yep, yep, it over yep. and read the back. So when they say natural, natural, identify something as natural. It could be what they have one mean? natural product in there. They might have like shea <laughs> lemon butter. extract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. if you read the back, a mm. lot of them are actually oil based. So yeah. They're made with grapeseed oil, and I've used them on my face. Yeah. And I break out. Mm. I get acne from them. So I was like, okay, um, I need to find one that's going to suit my skin type. Mm. I still use it on my kids' bodies and stuff. They're fine, which is perfect. Mm. Um, So I went into a a shop and I asked them, I said, look, do you have any low-tox sunscreen? And they didn't. I'm like, do you have a fragrance-free sunscreen? And they said, yes. So I opted for that. Okay. So you sometimes have to give and take. Yeah. I tried the low-tox thing. It didn't work for me. Mm. I, in what way did it? It, it gave me acne, so it was okay. like, okay, it's counterproductive. It's mm. it's not it's not working for my skin type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I went for the better alternative. The exactly. Yeah. So I low mean, tox, not no tox. Low, low tox. tox. Yeah, because no tox. Yeah. Doesn't and when, exist when I now. first started, I'll be honest. When I first started, I was following Instagram pages who, mashallah, were so knowledgeable, mm. and they, I actually got anxiety. I did because I wanted to do better. I had the intention mm. to be better, yeah, but yeah, I could not read yeah. the ingredients list and it overwhelmed yeah. me and I felt very uneducated in the space. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's another thing with my Instagram page. I go out of my way to try and simplify yes. as much as possible That's right. how to do it. Exactly. I try and simplify it. The way I talk, I don't like to overcomplicate it No, because that's how I used to feel. It's not I, about being sophisticated and showing sophistication. It's about ensuring that the message is the being message relayed for people to understand mm. basically. And removing the guilt a little bit yeah. From, yeah. from the process. It's that you don't have to do it all at once. Exactly. Take your time. I, my pot's only recently. Yeah. Over a yeah. year. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. One and, step at a time. And people really appreciate the fact that you're being realistic about mm. this approach. But that will make it a more of a long-term approach. Exactly. Because then I won't give up. Exactly. And you're doing it with them. You know, you're leading the way. Mm. You're guiding them to the way of doing it mm. so that they don't feel overwhelmed because all this information that they are receiving can be quite overwhelming. So we mentioned briefly that green cleaning is basically getting rid of those chemical cleaners in favor of something more natural and less harmful to our environment so give us some ideas on what you would use to wash your clothes with 
Okay, so I actually make my own laundry mm. detergent. I make my own. Using your essential oils. I use that as uh, stain removal properties and obviously for a scent because mm. we all like to have nice smelling mm. clothes. Um, mm. But it's more I would use bicarb, washing soda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those would be the main ingredients. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then add the essential oils. So like fabric softener. If you can just get rid of fabric softener yeah. out of your life, that is mm. a huge – it makes up, I think, it's 90% of uh, – Internal air pollution. Oh my God! Is from fabric softener. Wow, wow. So fabric softener, when you're especially if you're using a dryer, that's just going in there. You can smell it in the house. There are sheets. There are sheets that you yes sleep on. You we wear our clothes for twenty four hours. Exactly. So yeah, and our skin is the largest organ. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, they don't realize Mm -hmm. the repercussions of of that and and the types of detergents that we are essentially using. using. Exactly. Look. A lot of people are quite hesitant about making the switch to green cleaning because of the common misconception that these products do not provide adequate power to yes. kill bacteria. What can mm. you tell us about that? Are there any essential oils that are antimicrobial? Oh, definitely. And mm. I, I don't think it's just also that they think that they don't have bacterial power. I think mm. they think they don't work. Mm. That's what I used to think. Mm. Mm. I used to think you might have tried one green cleaning product and said, oh, it just doesn't work, and then ridden off every Mm. green cleaning product. It's Mm. you just haven't found the right thing for you. That's right. That's Uh, right. It's all about trial and error. Yeah, like you've got lemon, you've got tea tree, you've got oregano. Mm. There's so many that can fight mold. They can fight. There's wild orange. A lot of the citrus oils have those antibacterial, antimicrobial, antifungal properties uh, that you can use with your cleaning products. Fantastic. So you can make essentially a DIY mix that you can use as a multi-purpose cleaner yeah, so what would you the, what easiest, would you include in a multi-purpose that's the spray easiest uh swap you can make it's yeah. literally some castile soap which is a vegetable based soap mm. uh you would add your essential oils and cool down boiled water wow in a that's spray it. bottle nice and simple that's it to Very actually easy. think that you can make something like that with only two, three ingredients, two, three ingredients it's is mind-boggling. It's cheap. Yep, yep, yep. It's easy. You can't <clears throat> run out, really, as long as you have your Castile soap, which you use. And those bases are generally used for a variety of things. So I also make like a cleaning paste, which is a bit like your GIF oh, alternative. Yep, yep. And it's the Castile soap bicarb. Mix it together and add your essential oils. My sinks are sparkling. That's amazing. And I know that my ha- – I think the biggest thing to know that they work is, is your my hands. My hands. <gasps> Contact dermatitis no more. That is if amazing. If you look at my hands, it's winter. Look how they look like baby hands. And it's winter. Usually in winter, like as in it's not winter yet, but like it's cold. That's right. And it's winter type weather. No, your hands look amazing, mashallah. My hands used to always crack and bleed and be so painful and I'd have to use topical steroids. Yeah. They wouldn't work because yeah. they – and so That's a big signifier that what you're using now is definitely. Definite. It's not counterproductive. That's it's right. productive. I, you can actually see the results. So a lot exactly. of your internal toxicity you mm. can't really see. You can probably feel it, but mm. physically on my hands, if you and I think if you want to know which thing do you start with, mm. what do you swap first? Think about what is your biggest issue at the moment. Do you have contact dermatitis? Does someone in your family suffer from eczema? Eczema, Does someone definitely. have asthma? If it's eczema and asthma, I would go for the laundry detergent. Try and fix that first. Mm. If it's your contact dermatitis, your dishwashing liquid and your hand soap. Those wow. are the two things I would switch first. 
Absolutely. So prioritize which ones. Yeah, and that's something you can start with, essentially. Mm. You know, you don't need to start with something that's not going to really make a difference to your life. Yeah, you don't have to start with the microwave. No, exactly. (laughs) You don't have to because when I say the microwave microwave. you're like, oh, oh my God. (laughs) No, absolutely. Nobody got time to heat the food on the stove. Yeah, exactly. No, but that's not to say. That's not to say that I actually do prefer heating the food on the stove top. It tastes better. It tastes better and the food actually cooks better. Like it's, yeah, like exactly. It's freshly made. There's always numerous times where I try to cook something in the microwave or heat something in the microwave and it's like 2%. Half hot, half not hot, half Exactly. Actually, you know what? On on that point, I remember when I first started, um, Mm. it Mm. was the realization that we always use that no one's got time. I don't have time to make my own. That's right. It's all about time. time. But a nappy rash cream, for example, Mm. I make my own in five minutes. Five Five minutes. minutes. Shea butter. Coconut oil. Wow. Essential oils. Even wipes the other day on your story. Baby wipes. wipes. How simple is that to make? And so I bought my base ingredients, so the shea butter, coconut oil, and uh, the beeswax Mm. pellets. Yeah. They're in my cupboard. They lasted over six months of me DIYing a variety of things. So Mm. I use that as the base for a chesty rub instead of the most popular chesty rub that has petroleum in it. I use it for... Like I said, a nappy rash cream. So instead of and, – and the essential oils that I add to it would be different. So my nappy rash cream, I would go for something like lavender and frankincense. The chesty rub, I would go for eucalyptus, rosemary, anything that's going to open up the airways. Mm, wow. So that's the difference. Do you find that it's reduced the number of times that your kids have been sick at home? Like by introducing mm. those essential oils and things like that? I would Has never it made say, a difference? Yeah, I would never say my kids don't get sick. They like do get sick, but I think their recovery time is a lot Recovery time quicker. is faster, mm. uh, the type of sickness it is. So my son Ooh. is the type that if he ever gets a cough or the flu, mm. Mm. it would turn into a creepy cough, which would mean oh. I'd have to go to the hospital and give him ready-ped, which is a steroid. Mm. Um, and that would happen multiple times. As soon as I started using essential oils, particularly in the diffuser for his airways, uh, a huge difference. Would he still get sick? Yes. Mm. Would he need to go to the hospital? No. And that for me was life-changing. Of course that is. it is. That's huge. That's huge if I can reduce that steroid use for him. mm, mm. Amazing. That's a huge win. Of course it is. Me personally, no antibiotics since I've been using essential oils on myself. And I feel like on ourselves it's a lot easier because you know your symptoms. Mm. On a child, they can't really explain how they're feeling. Exactly. But lymph nodes, I make a blend and I roll it on my lymph nodes and they decrease in size. Wow. And I don't need to go. And for me, I do have gut health issues from previous use of antibiotics for other conditions. It suppresses your immune system. Yeah. The continuous use of antibiotics. Yeah, Yeah. and autoimmune conditions and gut health conditions. That's right. It affects your gut microbiome. There Mm. are links between your gut health and anxiety and depression. There are links between the two. You were mentioning it before. Exactly. So if you are harming your gut microbiome, you could mm. potentially be having that risk later on. That's right. So if you can avoid it and use something natural like the Claricam blend mm. on your tummy to reduce those symptoms, why wouldn't you do that? Exactly. Why wouldn't you exactly. try and see? If why you wouldn't can avoid? you try for yourself? Why don't you give try it a go? And, yeah, what are you going to lose? Use some peppermint on your temples when you have a headache. Mm. Use some ice blue when you've got muscular aches. Mm. Use those natural approaches first. Does it mean that Western medicine is a no-no? Absolutely not. I'm so grateful that we're so grateful that we have exactly. that available. Exactly. But if you can avoid that use and go for something natural first. Why not try that? Absolutely. And have that knowledge passed down. My thing was with with essential oils in particular was Mm. how did I not know 
that this existed and I was 30 years old at the time. I was like, how did I not know? What What do you mean? The knowledge That's is right. lost. Like when I mentioned things to my mom and I would say, mom, you know, oregano is the strongest antibiotic in the world. And oh she would talk God. about, she was the strongest natural antibiotic. And she would say to me, oh, do you know my mom? So it would be my grandma. Used to. Used to boil oregano leaves. And when anyone had a scratch or a thing, they oh would cover God. it and wrap it so they wouldn't get an infection. And I was like, in a generation, exactly that information was lost. Because exactly. I didn't know that. I think it became lost because of the advancements in to and medicine ease. and technology. And it makes sense. And ease of accessing those as well. Exactly. But I think a lot of the Middle Eastern households, they still incorporate a lot of those types of medicines that they used in the old age, mm. um, you know. Like sage leaves for tummy ache. Exactly. Uh, Cabbage people. leaves mm. for mastitis. mastitis. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. And this is but a very funny you, one. Ask, would you prefer cabbage leaves or would you prefer some peppermint oil to reduce your milk supply? Uh, definitely, yeah. I definitely. don't want to smell like cabbage. Like, <laughs> Malfouf. A lot of people actually, yeah. they avoid doing it because of the smell. It reduced it, but I smelt like cabbage and... They mm. didn't want to. So they'd rather smell like they'd peppermint. rather. This was so when I had my babies, I, I didn't have essential oils, mm. so I was I didn't know about it anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I know that turned me off. I was like I this cabbage thing, and I felt like oh, it doesn't really work. And That's our right. our obsession with things working very fast and yes, immediate satisfaction yes, yes. is also an issue. And exactly. I was, and I think popcorn is like the perfect example. Mm. You're going to watch a movie. Why take a popcorn bag mm. that is not made from the greatest ingredients, mm. put it in the microwave for two minutes. Instead of just making it on the stove, it takes maybe seven minutes. But it tastes nice. It tastes nice. And you're watching a movie anyway. Exactly. Like you're there for two hours. Exactly. Why so do you we might feel as well. like the ease, the ease, we want everything to be fast, fast, fast. Like, it's oh, all about the fast pace time. Mm. Yeah, but it's worth it. That's right. You, you make time for yourself. And the same thing with essential oils and making mm. the switch to mm. green cleaning. Well, one of the main deterrents is Sorry, that yeah. it's super expensive. Mm. It's super expensive. But in terms of the chemical cleaners, conventional cleaners that we use, you can purchase for less than $3, let's say. Yeah. But in the long run, you're going to have to pay for all the expenses, okay. the medical costs. <laughs> exactly. So people don't think like that. They think mm. about, okay, short term, what am mm. I getting short term? But in the long run, what does it mean for you? That's right. You're saving in the long uh, run. For me, I do not walk into mm. the cleaning aisle. I do not walk in there. When you're making your own, you just make it on demand. Exactly. You and you're demand. saving and it's lasting mm. a lot longer. And I actually found by making my things mm. and by slowing down and taking the time to do things, I actually found more peace and tranquility in the sense that I was just slowing down. Mm. I wasn't living this. I still live a fast-paced life because I think we all do. Absolutely. But the conscious effort to just slow it down. Just, it's okay. Yeah. Don't say you don't have time. Exactly. Don't say you don't have time. Yeah. Make the time. And you, I Make found that I was going and slower. It's about getting yourself used to. Mm. Hab- habits. Um, it's it's it, all about embracing habits. those habits. Mm. Exactly. So, you know, in terms of essential oils, we know that you've basically found an alternative almost to everything. Mm. And you slowly made those changes. And that's, I guess, the message that we want to relate to our listeners that, yeah. It's not something that will happen overnight. It's easy to get quite overwhelmed with all the information that we are giving today. But it's really important for people not to stress about making all of these changes. You know, with every new switch that you make, you're taking one step closer towards living a less toxic lifestyle. So I think it's really important for them to focus on small improvements and they will ultimately add up to make a big difference in their family's overall health and well-being. If our listeners are 
interested in making the switch to natural and low-tox life, I do urge you to visit Shema on her Insta page, everyday underscore with underscore Shay, and that's Shay with a C. Please do speak with Shema. You can tell, mashallah, she has an amazing wealth of knowledge that she is able to share with us. But unfortunately, due to the restriction of time that we have on the show this afternoon, we're going to have to end it with that. We'll end it with a short message from Shema. Overall, what would you like to say to our listeners? Thank you so much for having me, actually. Um, I just want everybody to just look into it, try to make changes, small steps at a time. Small changes over time will actually see mm, big changes in your life. I look at my life in the last year, transformed, totally different. The way I think is different. I think even more about the environment. Mm. I think more about my mental health. I have made huge changes and I'm investing more in looking after myself as well. And we deserve that. I exactly. think we deserve that. Um, give you, give yourselves that, that attention because you deserve it. You don't have to live in pain and dis-ease, mm, which exactly. is disease. You do not have to. Absolutely. And there's nothing to lose. Give it a go. And inshallah, you will see those improvements in your life in so many ways. Shema, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. I'd like to thank you for all the insights that you provided on the show this afternoon to help us become more mindful of our exposure to environmental toxins. And I look forward to having you again on future episodes, inshallah. I'd love that. Jazakallah khair. الكبرى ولم تغيبي لأنك الحق نور غير محتجبي حاشك حاشك لو مدوا إليك يدا سيصغرون وتعالوا في مدشه بي يؤذوننا في رسول الله ما علموا Welcome back, dearest listeners. You are tuned in to Keeping Up with Ramadan with Nadia on 92.1 FM and live streaming on our website, 2MFM.org, and via our radio phone app on iOS and Android. It's a pleasure to be back with you. 
I'd like to take this opportunity once again to thank Shema for sharing her quick, simple and practical ways to introduce low-tox living to our home. It's nice and simple, as uh, Sister Shema explained. The low-tox lifestyle is basically about getting rid of, eliminating the harmful chemicals that affect our health while promoting a sustainable and rewarding way to live. So you could say it's a holistic approach to everyday life with an ultimate goal of achieving a healthy mind, a healthy body, and of course, not to forget the environment. Slowly, slowly make those changes and you'll find a world of difference to your life. So going low-tox is definitely something easy and worthwhile to implement. It's a very realistic approach to change with an emphasis on less is more. It's the changes that you make that will essentially make a difference. Little things do add up. So I guess the advice today is every now and again, transition your cleaning and personal care products to natural equivalents. Slowly, slowly replace something with a low-tox equivalent. And making those incremental steps toward reducing your exposure all adds up to big change. And that's something your body will certainly thank you for. As we established, there are so many benefits to going low-tox. It's safer for you, for your children, the environment, and in many cases, it is much more cost-effective. It's about putting your health and the health of the environment first when making purchasing decisions. Whether you decide to make your own formulas or switch over to some sort of natural brand, it eventually becomes second nature. But it is important to know that in 2021, living a completely organic and toxin-free life is very hard to achieve. And that's why we refer to it as low-tox, not no-tox. But of course, with, you know, with access to a wealth of information about our own health and the health of the planet, we are more than aware of the problems that our current lifestyles are generating and leaving behind for future generations. So I really hope today's interview enhanced your understanding about the toxicity that exists in a lot of the everyday household products that we use. I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who sent through messages about today's interview, relaying how much they benefited from today's interview and the information that was provided by Shema. I'm really glad that you benefited. And a few of you have actually called asking for Shema's details to speak with her. Again, you can visit her on everyday underscore with underscore Shay with a C. So a lot of you have been requesting uh, to send over her 
phone number, but unfortunately, obviously, for private reasons, I am not able to do that. But of course, if you want to request anything from her, just hop onto her Insta page, Everyday with Shay.